0: friends. Happy Wednesday. I hope your week is treating you well. Welcome to another Q&A episode where I answer your questions texted into the podcast phone line at 828-338-9127. You can text or call those in and leave a voicemail. Both of those work. And (laughs) that's what we're doing here today. Um, I am actually coming to you from the LaGuardia airport. Which I think got a major facelift since I was here last. Um, And there seems to be some sort of a tennis game happening. There's like tennis paraphernalia everywhere. There's a photo booth you can take with like tennis themed things. People are chasing down tennis players in the airport. And there seems to be some tennis game going. It's the U.S. Open and it's insane. It's wild. Um, Everything is tennis themed in this airport. Even my flight here was delayed because a tennis player missed our plane. Like like a former tennis player, a current tennis player was supposed to be on our plane, but he accidentally got on the wrong plane because the way our airport is happening right now, it's going through construction. So when you scan your boarding pass, everybody goes outside and the gates are not individually manned, meaning... I could literally get out of go out of my airport and just get on any plane. And it wouldn't matter. as long as like I wasn't sitting in someone's seat who had a duplicate ticket, no one would ever know. Um, and that's what happened to this guy. He happened to get on the wrong plane. and the only reason we know is because they were calling over the loudspeaker his name, and they were saying, Are you know, press the call button if you're on board, trying to clarify if we can take off or not. And a girl on the plane was like, hey, that's a famous tennis player. He was in front of me. He got on the other plane. And y'all, that plane had already taken off. (laughs) Like, this guy was gone. He was on his way to D.C. He was supposed to be on his way to New York. I don't know how, what happened if he got it figured out, but that's unfortunate. Um... But yeah, it's been interesting being here, going on this trip. I'm heading to Montreal for an incubator, and it's been a really good flight experience so far. I got to run in two of my really good friends in the airport, which I, I realized recently, like Asheville's a very small airport. I am shocked at how few people I see there that I know. It's like insane how rarely i run into people but this particular day i did i ran into two of my really good friends so that was really cool um but what i'm excited about right now is answering your question so let's hear from this week's caller hi sarah jane um i was calling because uh, i recently got married and i was wondering what advice you would have for a enneagram type nine wing one which is me uh, married to a enneagram eight wing seven Um, And just what general advice you'd give. Uh, We obviously get along great. We decided to get married. Um, But, you know, I find the Instagram really fascinating and just um, I found it a really helpful tool to kind of understand uh, myself better and my partner better. So any insight you can give would be greatly appreciated. Thanks and have a great day. Thank you so much for calling in and congratulations on getting married. It's so exciting. So I think what I'm going to do is organize this into three points point one is conflict style point two is things that you can be aware of unknowingly doing and three is how you influence each other. So let's get into detail on those so for conflict styles for type eights and nines type eights are direct and blunt and may even crave intensity or try to create intensity. They're an assertive type, they're in the reactive group, meaning they tend to have more of a reaction to the things that happen. When stimuli is provided, they might react (laughs) to it, you know, be more reactive than proactive. And the other thing to keep in mind here, eight who's in a relationship with a nine is that there may be a, te- a tendency or a temptation to want to pull conflict out of the relationship because nines can be so kind of numb to intense emotion. And so if you're an eight who's still in the cycle of trying to generate intense emotion to feel alive, you might want to create conflict as an access point to intense connection with someone. So pay attention to that with your nine. You know, they may be, they may seem disengaged or numb and that could make you have a desire to push or intensify the situation because you are much more comfortable in intense emotions, intense experiences than you are in calm or peace at our like average levels of health, right? Like we all grow and we change but typically the eight point, the eight character type is looking for intensity. So pay attention to that and that, and be aware that the nine's kind of lack of intensity can almost trigger you to ramp up, but it can be really supportive for you and for your nine if you start to seek out a space of peace and safety and peace. Because a lot of times what can happen for eights is there can be like this sense of security or peace that can almost feel unsettling because they're kind of waiting for something to go wrong. They're waiting for the other shoe to drop. So start to see peace as a good thing, as something that you're craving, that you're trying to generate for yourself. All right, type nines. Type nines avoid conflict, right? So they may lean toward more passive aggressive behaviors. So Instead of saying no or I don't want to do that or it doesn't feel good to me, they might kind of make a little smart remark or they might slow way down in the way that they do it. They might do it in their timing or in their way or do it differently than they know you'd like it done just as a way of not being told what to do or controlled but not having to have direct conflict type nines are a withdrawing type they have a positive outlook they're in the positive outlook triad so when things are go awry they tend to put emphasis on the positive qualities of others in their environment so kind of focusing on everything that's going well everything that feels good everything's going to be okay instead of what could be fixed or looking for ways to improve the situation so for our nines you need to get comfortable expressing the things that don't feel good to you The more direct you can be with your 8, the more safe your 8 is going to feel, which seems counterintuitive, but type 8s tend to trust people who are being honest, trust people who are being upfront, and so if you want to build a sense of safety for your 8, make sure that your yes is your yes and your no is your no, so that they can know that when you say yes or when you say you love them or when you say that they're safe in this relationship or that they're perfect in every way, that you're telling the truth because you're telling the truth every other time, even when it's hard. Moving on to point two here it is the what I'm calling be cautious of unknowingly, dot, dot, dot. Meaning we all, every single Enneagram type has behaviors that impact others that we do unconsciously and impact others in ways that we have no idea they could possibly be impacting anyone, right? Because everybody has different fixations, everybody has different mechanisms that they're using to survive, and they engage with each other and they have unknowing consequences. So it's always really nice in a relationship to have a sense of what those unknown consequences or unknown impacts may be. So for type 9, be aware with your type 8 that making them the one who is solely responsible in your life together could come so easily to the two of you. Nines tend to withdraw when things are hard. They tend to be, they tend to struggle to prioritize with tasks. They may be action repressed. And eights fill those gaps very naturally. They kind of are almost seeking out responsibility unconsciously. And so that pattern can find each other and that can leave the nine feeling powerless in their life or having very little say in what their the trajectory of their life is. And eights having way too much responsibility and not knowing who to lean on for support. So the type nine needs to... Consciously choose to be proactive in supporting with the the decisions that you guys make in your life. You need to be an active participant in that conversation, an active participant in the getting that stuff done. Because your eight needs to know that they can like trust you and lean on you when they need to take a break or they need to rest. And no amount of telling them that is gonna work because they're looking for evidence that it's true and they're gonna find that evidence in what you do, not what you say. The other thing here is walking away from conflict and not ever addressing it. So be, be aware of this, that type nines tend to need space, one, to decide how they feel, what they want. That takes a slower process for most nines, but at the same time, They also, like, the intensity of conflict can be really overwhelming. And so they may be seeking, like, okay, how do I get into an equilibrium in my body? Because I'm really overwhelmed right now. And I don't know how to say what I need to say. So take that space. That's very healthy. Take that space, but then come back and make sure you are proactively initiating the conversation the next time. Don't just use that as a way to not have hard conversations. Make sure that you are walking away, taking your space, and then intentionally coming back and reinitiating because otherwise it's all going to fall into the eight in your life to navigate all conflict. And you will find that your voice isn't getting heard and that the eight is doing way too much emotional labor for the dynamic. So make sure that you are... Balancing that out by taking the space that you might need but always reinitiating Okay, type eight be aware of this with your type nine So you make decisions faster than the type nine So they need to have space and time to get in touch with what they want how they feel who they are So let them take that space that they want to take don't chase them down Don't tell them that they're walking away from you. Don't make it personal. Let them take that space to get connected to themselves, get clear on what they're thinking, what they're feeling, what they want, and then have that be open and welcome to them when they come back to you to have that conversation. Be willing to jump back in where you left off from a calmer, more uh, calibrated space. And additionally, be conscious of steamrolling decisions. So... It can be really easy when we're assertive types and we're in relationship to a withdrawing type to determine the trajectory of your entire lives because we make decisions really fast we aren't afraid to take risk we're willing to push against the things that stand in our way and so it can feel like it's our job to carry the ship to make sure that this thing stays moving and if we communicate too much or we leave space for them to have time to decide, well, that's going to slow us down to an intense degree. And maybe, just maybe, it slows us down to a point where we have to feel our honest feelings, which could mean feeling some fear or regret or discomfort. And that's good. I hate to say it, but it's, it's good for us. Okay, so bring it down. Let them pace you a little bit. The nine can step up and speed up to match you a little bit, but you need to slow down and match them so you guys can meet somewhere in the middle so that the nine's voice gets to be heard and so that all of the responsibility of these big major decisions don't fall on your plate. All right, point three is to influence each other. So one of my favorite pieces of relationship advice is to... Let yourself be impacted by your partner. This is something that I took away from the Gottman book, Seven Principles of a Successful Marriage, something like that. It's it's by John Gottman. It's Seven Principles of Something. And one of those things is let them impact you. And I find this so useful with Enneagram work because so often we're coming in, we're focused on our perspective, our way of being, And we want them to look like us because our Enneagram type is essentially our morality, right? It's like who we think we have to be in order to be a good person. And so when the person that we're engaging with isn't showing up the way that we would in a situation, it can feel like they're not being a good person. And so it's important to pause there and to check in and let them impact you instead of just wanting them to come toward you in the way that you would do things. So here's some ways that the type eight can impact nine in a positive way. So type nine, your eight is going to help you to take action, to get things done, to not be afraid to take the first step, to not be afraid to push through difficulties, to be able to withstand the difficult emotions of doing something for yourself. Because I believe and I have experienced that nines can tackle the difficult emotions that come with doing something for someone else because they don't wanna let anyone else down, but they're very quick to let themselves down, very quick to put their own desires On the back burner for the priorities of someone with a stronger opinion and so check in with that let your eight encourage you to take action on the things that you really want Eights also show love typically through what they do for you and this can be a really good way to show love to the eight back is through what you do take action Um, eights tend to respond to your actions more than your words so if you can show them that you love them in extraordinary ways, not necessarily like big grand gestures, but like, hey, I noticed your car was on empty. Let me, I filled it up with gas for you. The way that I can just tell you right now, there are certain types in the Enneagram who are not used to being taken care of, who are not used to accepting help, and If you ask an A, is there anything I can do for you right now? I guarantee you nine times out of 10, they're not going to have an answer for that. But if you look around and you know them well, and you meet a need that isn't crossing a boundary, it's not invasive, but you're just kind of like a practical need. Maybe you do their chore that day without them having to ask. The gratitude and the love that you will receive from them because the Sheer volume of capacity that eights carry on a regular basis is shocking. And having something taken off their plate is such a gift. But again, you have to be preemptive and you have to be emotionally conscious of which things for this person are going to be kind of a boundary crossing. Maybe they have a specific way they like it done. They don't want someone else to do it. That's not the areas that you want to jump in and help, right? You want to jump in and help in the places where you know it's kind of a neutral activity. And I know you guys are newlyweds. This will come over time. You'll make some mistakes and then you'll figure it out, right? But in the time, that's something to look for. Okay, number three. They're going to help you to take risks that help you to live more fully. Let them take you on that ride. Let them carry you on adventures. Let them be... An inspiration to you doing things that are out of your comfort zone. Number four, they address conflict openly and confidently. And that is so good for you to learn. So let that impact you. Mimic that style, learn to step into that space and meet them in that healthy conflict space. And in that, with that in mind, eights are also very good at like no secret feelings. You know where you stand with them. You have, like, a strong sense of, like, if we're good, we're good. If we're not, we're not. Nines are kind of the opposite. It's kind of hard to tell. Like, I think they like me, but they kind of like everybody. They are they would never say anything hurtful to somebody, so it's hard to know what's sincere, what's genuine. Take that that time in with a partner specifically to not have secret feelings, to not think, let things fester or get pushed under a rug or you know, ignored it until it's too late and you blow up, right? Like have those conversations. Don't go to bed with secret feelings. Similarly here, ways that our type eights can let the nines in their life impact them positively is slowing down, enjoying rest, finding peace, finding a home in peace that you don't have to disrupt because it's uncomfortable for you. See the bright side. Look for the good in the circumstances. Look for the good in life. Be encouraged by existence, being positive. Look for the positive here. Number three is, again, prioritizing your peace. Number four is picking your battles. So just like nines need to let eights influence them in conflict, eights need to let nines influence them in conflict as well. So like I said, for nines to learn to not have secret feelings, that's true because that's the muscle you need to work. But for eights, sometimes you need to learn to pick your battles. Every feeling you have doesn't need to be a conversation. Sometimes that feeling is just going to come and it's going to go and you don't need to have a big hurrah about it. Um, Sometimes you're going to be annoyed with your partner and like you don't have to talk about it. You can kind of just let it roll off your shoulders And so determining which is worth the argument and which is not is how you can let your nines impact you. Also going with the flow, letting someone else lead, even if it's imperfect, and having the experience that you have without having to be the one to guarantee that it is the experience that you wanted to have. And finally, is not speaking right away. Not being so reactive, letting yourself have time for you to process the experience that you're having and decide how you would choose to respond instead of operating out of that reactive state. So, again, congratulations on your marriage. I hope that this episode was supportive for you. If you guys want me to do more type pairing conversations like this, please let me know. I can use the same format for different types, so definitely text me or call those in as well, 2828-338-9127. Call in any Enneagram question that you might have, even if it's not that one specifically. As always, It's an absolute joy to create this content for you, and I will see you tomorrow for the next episode. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s.